Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. This is Taylor Morgan filling in today for Boyd Matheson. There is a long storied history of presidents joining late night talk shows. You would think that by now they would have maybe learned that that may not be the best idea, depending on the president. Well, last night, uh, President Biden followed that tradition, for better or for worse, by appearing on Jimmy Kimmel Live. The question is, did the president successfully communicate his vision to the viewers, or did his appearance fall flat? Well, importantly, uh, Jimmy Kimmel started uh, the interview with President Biden on his show by asking why, with all the recent mass shootings, gun reforms have not yet moved, have not gained traction. Here is how President Biden responded. Well, I think uh, a lot of it's intimidation uh, by the NRA. And uh, look, this is not your father's Republican Party. This is a, a MAGA party. It's a very different Republican Party. And so you find people who uh, are worried, I believe, that if they vote for rational gun policy, they're going to be primaried and they're going to they're going to lose in a hard right Republican primary. OK, so this is not helping uh, the conversation. Now, in full disclosure, I'm a, a lifelong Republican, a longtime Republican uh, in Utah, and I have been very public about the fact that I personally voted uh, for President Joe Biden in the 2020 election. And I want to be very honest that I am having some buyer's remorse. Uh, I'm, I've been very disappointed in President Biden's leadership. And what personally, my opinion is this kind of rhetoric where we are blaming the politics, we're, we're blaming intimidation from the NRA, and we're blaming uh, the Republican Party for being the MAGA party, and, and it's not your father's Republican Party. And, and he then goes on to place blame and essentially scare away uh, Republicans by saying those who do embrace rational gun reform will lose in their primary elections. I, that's just not helpful uh, coming from President Biden. I think what Republicans really could use is leadership and some practical common sense measures that don't politicize recent mass shootings uh, for political gain uh, on gun reform, but rather uh, are, you know, can 
or common sense database solutions that can be approached and supported uh, by members of both parties to blame Republicans uh, for being intimidated and then to say that those who do support reform will lose in primaries. That's just not helpful. Uh, But moving on, uh, last night, uh, President Joe Biden appeared on the Jimmy Kimmel live show. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel then went on to ask President Biden why it is that polls continue to show that the majority of voters want gun reform, yet still nothing has changed. Why is that And here's how President Biden responded to that question. The last time we did something serious about guns was when I passed the assault weapons ban, limiting the number of bullets that could be in a magazine, whole background checks, a whole range of things. And we passed and violent crime and gun crime dropped off. And when the first Bush administration came along, they didn't reauthorize it. We didn't have the votes. And so what happened was all of a sudden it came back. You could own assault weapons again. Okay, so here President Biden makes a valid, accurate point about, uh, you know, what he did in the past. But yet then the the political blame game starts here with blaming, uh, you know, the Bush administration for not renewing the ban rather than getting forward. I think that part of the reason that we continue to struggle with gun reform uh, in the United States is that Uh, We don't have a willingness to recognize some of the underlying uh, issues uh, that, you know, Americans really face when they talk about gun reform. I, you know, there's been a lot of rhetoric uh, since uh, the Texas shooting about, you know, why is it easier to get a driver's license than or why is it so much harder to get a driver's license than it is, you know, to be able to buy a gun? Well, Regardless of your personal opinion on whether that's right or wrong, the simple fact is is that uh, the right to own uh, firearms is a guaranteed right uh, in the Second Amendment. And driving a car, having a driver's license is not a guaranteed constitutional right. It is a privilege, a privilege uh, that uh, then allows government to implement uh, certain measures and, and, and safeguards that the public has to go through in order to obtain that privilege. Whereas the right to own and bear a firearm is constitutionally protected. And so we need to understand that that basic point, I think, in order to move forward on on gun reform rather than this continual cycle of of the blame game, right? Blaming this administration and that administration. How are we ever going to move on if we don't all start at the same place of understanding the constitutional right that the Second, Amer- uh, Second Amendment guarantees. But but I digress. Moving on, back to President Biden's uh, appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live last night. Uh, President Biden urged uh, gun reform discussions at, when it comes to the next the upcoming elections and voting in Congress. Here's what he said. you got to make sure that this becomes a voting issue. It's got to be one of those issues where you decide your position on the issue, senator or candidate for House or Senate, on what we're going to do on us with assault weapons and how have to have, maybe they'll have 300 rounds in a magazine. And what you say on those things is going to determine how I'm going to vote for you. OK, I want to move on now to the next cut because this plays into just the, the lack of progress on this issue uh, in the Senate, especially when it comes to some excuses like the filibuster. Let's get into uh, a response to how uh, host Jimmy Kimmel asked about Senators Manchin and Cinema 
uh, essentially using uh, you know them as an excuse for lack of progress. Let's let's go to what he said. One of the things that's causing problems is that people think it's the Democratic Party that's so divided and the problem. The problem is we have 48 out of 50 senators vote with me 95 percent of the time, but we only have 50 and you can't get even two, three, four Republicans to vote. Okay, so again, we're talking internal party politics here. Let's just review what we heard the president say last night on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, First, President Biden blamed uh, uh, MAGA Republicans uh, for gun control stalling and intimidation by uh, the NRA. He then blamed President George W. Bush for letting the assault weapons ban uh, expire. Again, this is debatable. Uh, Then President Biden blamed Republicans for stalling legislation in the Senate, even though uh, the truth is, is that there are plenty of ways to get your agenda passed. Uh, you know, there are all kinds of ways. For example, Senate rules, uh, scaling back legislation, uh, you know, even with the filibuster in place, there are things uh, that can be done. President Biden has important things to say about this. He says voting should make the difference on this issue. But look, we have to stop the political blame game. We have to find ways to come together and not use mass shootings for political purposes in either party. We just have to do better, and that has to start uh, with the White House. Stay with us. Coming up next, we are going to talk about a new poll out in the Deseret News showing where candidates stand in Utah's Senate race now and even potentially in November. We'll get into that next. Stay with us here on Inside Sources. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.